Welcome back to Mouthpiece. I'm Savage Dan. I'm Paulie the Magic Man, Malanaji. As always, remember, like, comment, subscribe. Send us your videos, leave comments, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, let's get straight on to the weekend review. And we had Joe Joyce beating Takam by a sixth round stoppage. What do you make of the fight, Paulie? Uh, you know, Carlos Takam is always a guy who is durable. He'll, uh, he'll earn his money. Uh... Literally in every way, like he'll mm-hmm. he'll 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 make your guy work just enough, but he'll probably not beat him, you know. So so he'll give you it. He'll give the fans a good show. Um, he'll uh, he'll entertain. He'll uh, he'll try. He'll make a fight of it. Uh, but typically, what I notice about Takam is he just always comes up a, a bit short in these situations. So he never quite gets that win that he needs to kind mm-hmm. of make him a little bit more than what he is, sort of a gatekeeper, you know. Yeah. But. Everybody goes home happy because they're entertained because he does give it a go, and he never beats the guy. He never beats the home guy, you know. So, yeah. so the home fight. So <laughs> He'll the always get home. booked. He will yeah. always get booked. Yeah. So, so it's, he comes. He's kind of, he's kind of perfect to keep yeah. using. But I do think he's got to. He's got to probably get a win eventually. Otherwise, uh, you know, you start to lose your luster, your value. But uh, I, I thought it was a good, a good fight. You know, it was, it was. He shows. He's also the kind of guy. You know, he shows a, enough flaws in your, in your, in, in your fighter, and your prospect, and your contender. That, but he won't expose them enough to beat him. He'll just expose them yeah. enough just to, just show. to show them. Yeah. And maybe he can go back and work on them. So he's kind of a perfect, uh, perfect opposition in that way, and so on so many levels. Did we learn anything new about Joe Joyce? I feel like everyone knows that he's persistent. We know he's big, strong. We know he's not the easiest on the eye. Uh, he can look slow, but he's super effective and seems to have the most basic but effective style of boxing. Yeah, he's uh, he's a he's a juggernaut in in, in living the up to his nickname. I mean, he'll yep. he'll he'll take it to you. He'll fight you, um, despite you know getting hit a bit too cleanly in my, from my liking, you know, I, I think that can hurt him against some, some heavier punchers. Uh, but up until now, he's been a juggernaut in that way where, where even yep. when he's been hit, um, I mean, even I think the Bermain Stevern fight was a, was a, you know, kind of, they, they kind of gave it a little bit of a go as well. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, you know, he's always there and he's always kind of walking you down and, and you know, in that juggernaut kind of fashion, you know, um, he's got a heavy, heavy jab. So I, I think that always works for him. I, I, I mean, I'd like to see some things out of him, like a bit of more head movement. Um, he seems susceptible to that hook, uh, left hook, right hand combination. You know, yeah. like uh, when you when you come come around the mm-hmm. side and then bring it, bring something down the middle. Um, you know, the the commentators were so busy rooting for Joe Joyce that they weren't actually bringing up anything worthwhile, and that was kind of a shame because there were things that I would have liked to see. First of all. Yes, he's susceptible to these shots. He gets hit with them pretty consistently. But he keeps mm-hmm. walking his man down. No harm done in this yep. case or in some other cases we've seen. But there could be situations where, you know, you fight an AJ and you get hit with a hook right hand. You're probably going to feel a little bit more, you know. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, also there were things Takam could have sh- shown to be a bit different. You don't just want to kind of root for your man, your man home. I mean, even if you're rooting for a guy in your mind, you don't want to make it so obvious that you're rooting your, 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 your yeah. boy home. You know, like there were things that Takam was doing or maybe could have should have been doing you don't want to just focus on joe joyce so for, yeah. for me for example i wanted to see the come jab a little bit more you know he was he yeah. wasn't jabbing that much you know like he was just kind of coming into range i mean don't get me wrong when he did get into range he was pretty effective at times you yeah. know with those loopy Body shots yeah. but what i mix it up a little bit use that jab and then use loopy shots i don't know it was you know things that 
I think Takam could have done to make it even more difficult for Joyce. He made it a little bit difficult for Joyce, but like I said, just enough to where he didn't, he couldn't uh, get over the hump and beat him. Joyce also did some things well. It's not just all criticism. I mean, he goes to the body very well. He's got a heavy jab, consistent jab, unlike unlike Takam. It's a consistent jab, um, and it backs you up. It backs you yeah. up. You know, the jab backs you up, and then he's able to. I like the finish. The finish I thought was calm and consistent. Takam yeah. could could argue, but. You can't not throw a punch for 90 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever. I, I don't I don't buy that. I, I don't yep. buy that when guys do that and then they, they get mad the referee stops it. I don't buy into that. I, I really feel like that's just they're 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 sort of quitting without quitting and then they wanna, yep. you know, make it look like they didn't quit, you know? You, he was out he was out on his legs. Yeah, every, plus everybody in their mothers knows if you don't throw a punch for that long of a period of time and and, yep. and, and the guy's just throwing punches, whether they're landing or not, if you're not responsive in an offensive fashion yep. and the guy's shooting a a, a complete uh, assault at you you know, it, it's it, 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 the referee's gonna stop the fight. I mean, it's yeah. common sense. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. So, and the fighter knows that too. So, yeah. so I don't buy into the controversial stoppage routine just because you know you can't go 30, 40 seconds and then not throw a punch back. It, it mm-hmm. was a good amount of time once Joyce hurt him at the beginning of that round, um, which is a nice one, two, three. By the way, it came out really through very nice, smoothly. You know. Yeah. Um, you you can't just not throw punches the rest of the round or, or throw one punch in the next round when when in the next thirty seconds when the guy's throwing about forty or fifty to finish you off you know whether they land or not you know you can't do that you got to show the ref you're responsive he's not in your head he's got under- he's trying to understand how how qualified you are to keep continuing and so I don't have a problem with that stoppage. Uh, where next for Joe Joyce? He's obviously he's beaten Takam, which is kind of the gatekeeper. Yeah. Um, beyond that, where does he go? Does he go after someone like a Chisora? Does he sit on his hands and wait whilst he's the... I, mean, Ch- I noticed, speaking of Chisora, I saw Chisora was talking about him. You know, he was saying, oh, Takam was winning before the stoppage. It was, it was, uh, he was talking a lot, uh, uh, saying, you know, talking some trash. You know, but Chisora is also very blunt. You know, I wouldn't even necessarily call it trash. Sometimes yeah. I just think Chisora just speaks what he wants to speak and that's it. Sometimes Tio may take it as trash, but I think yeah. it's probably just his genuine opinion, you know? Um, but I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Chisora in the meantime. You know, the I, I saw. I, I think Sam Jones uh, posted that uh, Joyce is now number one in WBO. Yeah. Um. So it could be AJ, but you know he's number one because the number one contender is fighting AJ right now. You yeah. know, so that's, so that's why you're number one because yeah. the current number one is is now no longer the mandatory because the fight is made. You know, and that's Usyk. So um, we'll see how Usyk and AJ go. And I, but I don't think that uh, AJ is going to be due for WBO mandatory for a while after exactly. fighting Usyk, you know. So so it would probably, I mean, that's not to say King it won't get made faster because an all British fight is still good good for TV. But I do think if if Fury beats Wilder, uh, which most people expect that to happen, and and AJ beats Usyk, which I, despite Usyk's talent, I think you know most people expect AJ to win. I I I'm finding myself thinking it's going to be. Uh, Fury and AJ, so yeah. I don't I don't know that Joyce manages to get AJ right away. Uh, depending on how Usyk looks against AJ, maybe you fight Usyk, maybe yeah. you fight Chisora, then Usyk. Who, who knows? There's definitely not a shortage of options for Joyce. Yeah. I, I think Joyce is, is is good TV. He's entertaining. Um, sometimes he's a little bit stiff, and he has those things to complain about. But uh, sometimes you know it, our fighters that are a little bit. Uh, not perfect they're not perfect uh, uh flawed flaws make fighters exciting you know flaws yeah. makes fighters exciting so Definitely. so joyce joyce can be a, a guy who can be exciting uh, nonetheless and I, and I think he's not gonna have a problem getting fights 
Right, have you been watching much of the Olympic boxing? I'll be honest and I'll say I've only caught a couple of the fights because they've seemed to move, have moved yeah. everything around and you've that's got to watch it on the app. That's a, yeah, that's the thing about you too. It's hard to keep up with the Olympics. You don't know <laughs> what to watch, where, at what time. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, let me. I'll, I'm going to give you a, a, a recap. Then let's give a let's go over what has happened thus far um, in the women's featherweight at 57 kg. We've had Arting Stool who beat Kenosi from Botswana. Big her up because my mum's from Botswana, and I did not even know they sent a single boxer to this tournament. <laughs> Crazy. Um, you've got McGraw who went out. Um, he had, he lost a, a unanimous points decision. Uh, we had Ben Whitaker who won on a split decision. He's through to the next round. Uh, Charlie Davidson, who looked very good, actually. Uh, that's one of the fights I did catch. Um, and she beat uh, Rabab Cheddar from Morocco. Um, then in the men's lightweight at 63 kg, you had Luke McCormack, who won a, a split decision against Koshik from India. Um, men's flyweight, Galau Yafai, with the only one, the only Brit so far to have forced a stoppage. Um, against Sogomonyan. I hope I've got that right. That is a long name. He's an Armenian. Um, and then in the round of 16, we had Karis Artingstool um, beating Romeu from Brazil as well. So there's, it's, it's been a, a good start for the Brits so far. I think um, there, there won't be many of them that's fought anyone that you've got to fear just yet, uh, apart from McGraw. Um so yeah, look, if you're not keeping up with it, I know it's hard, but try somehow to watch some of it. Somehow, I just end up catching highlights and sometimes I'm lucky enough yeah. when a fight maybe, just Maybe Maybe from YouTube on. or something, we can catch yeah. them even afterwards. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's probably the best way. Going from Olympic stars to two former Olympic champions on September 25th, it has now been announced, the AJ versus Usyk fight. Um... I feel like we've known for a while that this was going to happen ever since the Wilder and and and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and Fury fight got announced. Uh, what are you expecting from this fight? Any potential banana skins? We know Usyk's dangerous. How dangerous? Um, uh, what yeah, what do think, you see? I mean, I, I think Usyk is definitely a potential banana skin. Uh, but at first glance, you think AJ's too big, too strong, right? Yeah. Um, people are going to tell you, oh, Usyk's about 6'3". He's not small. Yeah, I get it, but physically, you know, he's not been a heavyweight, you know, and uh, he still comes off small as a heavyweight, you know, even in, I remember early in the Chisora fight, you know, he was kind of getting pushed back a lot. Um, I do think that, you know, he's uh, he's uh, he's got very good talent, very good skills. Um, mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm curious to see, you know, how he, how uh, he approaches this fight with AJ. He's got probably better mobility uh, than AJ. Uh, but AJ is not, you know, AJ is a veteran at this point. You know what I'm yeah. saying? AJ is a veteran at this point, and, and you know he knows how to get to you, uh, put the combinations together, and and he can hurt you. You know, I'm not sure that I don't. Not that I, tr I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to misstate this because I don't trust AJ's chin at all. But I don't know that Usyk has the power to completely get the respect of, of AJ at this at this uh, at this weight class. You know. Um, but don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, AJ has shown some flaws in his, his chin to where he probably needs to respect everybody's punching power. But I don't know. Sometimes Usyk is not the biggest puncher. A lot of times because he's not yeah. planted when he throws his shots. You know, he's kind of on the move when he throws shots. Not, it's not his game. It's not his game. Yeah. His, yeah. his game is... Technical. Very technical. Is, is obviously. And is he a fighter that can mentally 
wear you down pretty pretty fast. You know, it, it, everyone seems to look decent-ish against Usyk for the first few rounds. Yeah. Until you realise this guy is just fiddling around. Every yeah. is always yeah. movements, always but, something to worry about. Yeah, and you're hundred percent right, Dan. You're hundred percent right. But the thing is, I think the bigger guys will force you to move more. He, I, I feel like AJ will force. You know, there's great movement in Usyk, but when you over move, yeah. uh, you kind of wear yourself out. You get tired. You know, you get fatigued. And I feel like guy, a guy like AJ can force that in, in Usyk, yeah. even if it costs him a few rounds. Yeah, it just you know, and and then. If you if you wear down Usyk in that way, even if Usyk is maybe maybe if Usyk is nicking some of the rounds, it's not gonna matter. I mean, it'll it'll matter. It'll be fodder for the critics. Like, oh, he was yep. losing, or he might oh, he, oh, Usyk took some rounds from him. Yeah, I do expect Usyk to win some rounds because of this, you know. But but I uh, but I I think at the end of the day, um, I think it's a it's a tough ask. It's a tough yep. ask of Usyk, you know. Um, I mean, very deserving nonetheless. A tough ask. Uh, I I I'd, I'd, I'd probably pick AJ, but. But I, I expect Usyk to be able to nick some of those rounds just on, on the technique, foot speed and whatnot until yeah. AJ is finally able to kind of reach him, you know? I'm, I'm like you. I, I think AJ is going to do it, but I am obviously here to play devil's advocate. And I, I just got some, some questions in general. So, for example, we know what AJ is uh, and, and has been throughout his career. He's been a, a, a big puncher. Uh, almost a search and destroy kind of fighter. He's always had that in his arsenal. He comes mm. after you. Uh, and once he thinks he's got you hurt, even just one percent hurt, he's gonna try and get you out of there. Yeah. However, even, even seen... if he gets himself knocked out in the process, exactly. Like in but we've yeah. seen probably a change in that demeanor for the last couple of years. Ever since he got beat by Ruiz, we've seen maybe a more measured, cautious approach to fights. Whether it's boxing yeah. on the back foot, dancing, yeah. not behaving yeah. like the bigger man. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that and it, that could be tricky that could change this yeah. fight. Yeah, that that's you're right. That's a that's a great point, Dan. That's a good point. You know, because he's got to be the confident search and destroy guy yeah. um, against a smaller guy. You know, the smaller guy. There was always that saying: the a, a good little man, uh, yeah. a, a good big man always beats a great little man. Yeah, right. That you could say Pacquiao changed that dynamic, but nonetheless, uh, I, I I do think that. AJ has to show us a bit more of that mean streak that he used to have, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, not that he doesn't have it now, but there was a, a like you said, a, a seek and destroy kind of guy in there before, you know. He's got to have that that way about him. The uh, last time he fought a Ukrainian, you know, last time yeah. he fought Klitschko, you know, yeah. like basically, you know, he's, you know, he was not having no, he was not taking no for an answer that night, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, not the matter, no matter what, he dropped Klitschko, then Klitschko dropped him, and he roared back and got him out of there, and, and yeah amazing amazing fight and, and something that really for me told me when AJ is wired right I mean his mindset can really make him do anything you know uh, which is why the Ruiz fight really shocked me you know I, yeah. I, I always felt Ruiz was very capable I was actually telling a lot of people not to sleep on Ruiz but not that I, because I thought he would beat AJ um, that was really shocking to me because of what I'd seen AJ do in the Klitschko fight you know so you know granted sometimes it's hard to summon yeah, the the mentality we had of years past, you know, especially somebody like AJ who's made hundreds of millions since. But yeah. nonetheless, you, I, I do think you need that that hungry, seek and destroy, yeah. go getter kind of guy. You, you, to make Usyk. Usyk, to to make Usyk look vulnerable, you need to make him feel vulnerable. Feel vulnerable. If you try and play the the the, the chess match of him and and do what yeah. AJ's been doing against uh, Pulev, 
yeah. successfully and, and he beat Ruiz of it. You do that against somebody who that is their game. Yeah, that's that's how Usyk might... wins his fights. That's how yeah. Usyk wins his fights. You don't want to play into his his dynamic. Otherwise, you're basically yeah. being a, you're fighting a cruiserweight fight against a cruiserweight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't want to do that. You want yeah. you want to show him you know, you're a heavyweight now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and show him that the challenges he's got to overcome in fighting heavyweights, you know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Very interesting, though, nonetheless. Very a lot, interesting. A lot of, debate, a lot of uh, debates can, uh, and topics can be discussed based on this fight, but we'll find Who out. Who do you think would win in a boxer-style final tournament? Three three-minute rounds. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, because, yeah. <laughs> because, because I do think in three three-minute rounds, AJ would just go right at him, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and maybe his size would impose itself on, on Usyk. But then again, maybe Usyk could run around. Dep- it, you know what it would be? It would depend on the size of the ring. It really would. Uh, it would depend yeah. on the size of the ring. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. For me, AJ is the favorite, should win. Um, but to make it easier for himself, I would not be reckless, but certainly make that center of the ring non-negotiable you go and take it and take the fight to Usyk but who knows man I'm just here on YouTube and AJ's <laughs> the champion <laughs> um, going back to the Olympic theme again uh, we, we've known about this happening for a while but they're introducing a new bridge weight um, which obviously is going to sit somewhere uh, I'm guessing halfway between cruiserweight and uh, between heavyweight and super heavyweight I'm and guessing. This isn't, this isn't the no, in the- no, wait. Well, they should have it as the amateurs. In the pros, I'm guessing this goes between cruiserweight and heavyweight. Yeah. So what do you do? Two fifteen? I think it is. I, I think it's. I think it's a hundred and two kg is the limit. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. In, in it's around two fifteen. It's um, funny because you know it's funny you, you mentioned this damn because a, a few years ago uh, at Wilder versus. Uh, Wilder versus Ortiz. Yeah. Um, one. Wilder versus Ortiz one. I remember I told Mauricio Solomon, I said, you should make like a 215 pound weight division. You know, you know, because you know, that way the cruiserweights but I but but I I think maybe you also just eliminate the cruiserweight division and make it 215 and you just bridge a bunch of guys together. Because you can't have yeah. a cruiserweight, you can't have a 200 and then a 215. Well, here's the issue. The thing is, that, that that jump even already between light heavyweight and cruiserweight is massive. Mm-hmm. It's, 10, it's 10 kg yeah. in there or 22 yeah. pounds or yeah. whatever it is. Okay, so if you do that, then you got to make the cruiserweight division back to where it was before, 190 pounds. Because yeah. it was 200 pounds, they moved it. If you're yeah. going to make a 215-pound weight class, then you the cruiserweight move the cruiser. division has to go to 190 pounds. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just bunch up a bunch of stuff together just to collect sanctioning fees, because that's yeah. really what they're doing. They're just about sanctioning fees at that point. Do you think, I mean, I, I, it makes, obviously, it makes a lot of financial sense for them to just make a new weight division. You mean to get more belts, more everything, more bouts. However, um, that is one of the areas in boxing where I would say perhaps... A division is needed. I just think they've put it in the wrong place. I, I do feel like they've allowed. Sometimes you, you can get someone who's just made cruiserweight against someone who's boiled all the way from heavyweight down. It's, yeah. it's two different weight classes. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but uh, but I would do it the way I'm saying. Keep yeah. cruiserweight back to 190. Yeah. You, you bring from well, the light heavyweight is 175 pounds, right? So cruiserweight at 190, and then uh, make the new junior heavyweight division uh, 215, right? Uh, yeah. I remember I told Mauricio Suleiman this. Uh, you started that, this that, then. You started. No, no, this. I didn't start this, but I'll tell you what. I remember his answer. That's why I. I remember his yeah. answer at that time was. You can think about it, but what do you do? He goes, "Wilder weigh two fourteen for this fight tonight." Yeah. And I was, he's like, and he's big, and I'm like, 
Ah man, you know, so so Wilder just messed up everything, you know. Yeah. So they waited yeah. for Wilder to grow out. <laughs> so now Wilder's yeah. like two thirty, right? And they're like, okay, now we can make it. <laughs> it makes before sense. Wilder was younger, he was skinnier. He was, he would have been able to make that weight class. Well, would uh, we we know that it's going to be introduced in in the pros? I'm not sure if it is going to be brought into the amateurs. But for example, the Olympics, we have even bigger ones where, for example, uh, at amateur in in kilograms. Uh, light heavyweight is 81 uh, cruiserweight is 86 heavyweight is 91 and then I think super heavy is 91 plus but at Olympic level there is no cruiser so you just jump straight from 80 to 91 we need probably a couple of more weight divisions in the Olympics if anything yeah but the problem is boxing as an Olympic sport is getting less and less, less and less exactly. popularity yeah. and that's why they're forcing the uh, world governing bodies of amateur boxing to you know, diminish weight classes yep. so that they can remain as an Olympic sport. You know, yeah. it's a shame, but it's what they've done to themselves. Well, let's have a look. Uh, I'm pretty sure the WBC have put together a top 30 of what could and would be the uh, the bridge weight rankings. And I'm just going to give you the top five so that you understand uh, how much of a lack of depth there may well be in this weight division. Number one is Oscar Rivas. Uh, Romanov is at number two, Bryant Jennings at number three, Rosansky at number four, and Babich at number five. So if that's your top five at a weight that is going to be introduced, I'm not sure how many of those fighters are even going to want to stay in their own weight division. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, yeah, you need some depth at, I don't know, man. Again, I... I I'd I'd remove the cruiserweight division and make it 190. I think yep. you'd you'd probably wind up with some cruiserweights at that point that wouldn't be able to make the cruiserweight division anymore, and they'd have, they'd be fighting at at this bridge weight, right? That's what I would do. And then we'll yeah. see. Then you then you might have guys like Adortikos or whatever. It seems boxing at the moment is just doing whatever it pleases and new weight divisions, <laughs> and more belts, no, no <laughs> sanctioning bodies. Yeah. Every every everyone's just doing whatever they want right now. Yeah. Um, if you could do a couple of things that made boxing as a whole better what would it be whether it's uh you know promotional companies weight divisions would you decrease the weight divisions would you decrease the amount of belts um, um I'd, I'd decrease regional titles for sure they're, they're useless you know um yeah. you, you just force guys to fight for them just so you can get into your rankings it's basically an, an extortion you know so uh regional when you belts. say when you say regional belts do you, are you including things such as the southern I, I, area uh, are, are you in terms of I, the, the traditional route no, I I I'd say like the 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 domestic titles. Those are cool for the domestic yep. level fights. Okay, yep. I I keep those just for because those those become very partisan for the fans. You know, yep. so those are you need to keep those for for fanfare. But I'm talking about like the WBC international and then intercontinental and then, wrestling. Uh, it sounds like wrestling. And then yeah. and then the international silver title. You know, yep. they'll make a silver title of everything. And yep. then and they'll be able to do the same thing. Um, the interims. Um, yeah. I'd 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 eliminate all that because it's basically again they're just an extortion just so you can you know pay the sanctioning fee and get into the rankings. That's all it is. Literally, it's all it is. It does absolutely yeah. nothing for you. Doesn't like doesn't just because you have one of those belts doesn't mean your paycheck is going to change. You yeah. know, I know how professional boxing contracts work. They are stipulated on the major sanctioning body world championships, yeah. major world titles. If you don't have any of those major world titles, your contract does not change your yeah. minimums on your money the fights you're fighting you're not changed so the belt do absolutely nothing for you they're literally just in those belts those uh regional titles I'm talking about um 
not all of them. You know, I would keep the EBU title there. You know, it has a lot of yep. history, things like that. But a lot of them, most of them, um, they're basically just an extortion. They're they're an, they're an extortion, and uh, basically you're paying them to you know allow you to fight for this regional title, which means absolutely nothing for your paycheck. But you'll you'll be paying a sanctioning fee to fight for it, and that yep. that sanctioning fee you pay essentially gets you into the rankings. So you're basically paying to get into the rankings to it's get a crazy. fight to get to the rankings. That's really if you unmask all the BS. That's yep. all it is. That's all it is. And so I would remove that for sure. That was one of the things I'd start. I, I don't really have a problem with weight divisions. I, I have a huge problem with belts, but luckily you've covered that yeah. already. Yeah. Um, but what I do have a problem is with is, uh, call me old fashioned, but I want to see the best fight the best. And it never seems to happen whilst the one of the best is on a different promotional company or a different yeah. TV network or a yeah. different management, whatever it is to the other fighter. There's just too many moving parts. Mm-hmm. I would love to find a way to get rid of promotional companies. Not like that, because we love Boxer. But mm. I'm saying yeah. the, the almost the Cold War element. It's very it. it's very difficult because what you yeah. end up having, you end up having a, a, a so you end up having a world promotional league, right? Where everybody yeah. can fight everybody. I mean I, I think you you taking a this I mean, this will be really taking a chance, but it's outside the box thinking. I would almost you know, because we have a generation that is really uh short-sighted and uh, we live in a generation where instant gratification is necessary and it's all they want yep. because of technology so I, because of this I would I, and this is just me thinking out loud I mean I don't think it's ever going to happen but I would I would make all fights shorter and tournament style and have a playoff every year you know like a, like boxer sort of like boxer you know okay. like a boxer, yeah, boxer yeah, yeah. style sounds boxer, familiar boxer style but but yeah. It all globally, globally, and this yeah. is how. And every year you have your champion, and every year you crown a champion. Every year the, there's eliminations and whatnot. Sometimes guys are going to get cut, and they're not going to be able to continue in some, some of these tournaments or whatnot. Yeah, the the tournaments can last. Um, I don't know. You can have your prospect tournaments, you can have your uh, contender tournaments, and then your ch- tournament of champions. And it could be like your Champions League domestic Champions level. League. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 league championship. You, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, the league, and then there's one lower, which is like the. The, the bottom uh the journeyman who are conference. falling out yeah, the and, and they get a chance to they get relegated to the journeyman but they have a chance to kind of come up to the to the to the contender level if they win if they win the journeyman league you know i'm trying to bring domestic league level football rules to boxing where the most popular sport in the world yeah uh in, in football and then this is the way they they keep their fans with a yearly uh, different leagues and, and relegations and coming up and whatnot. I would do it in boxing, fully yep. shorter fights. I would do it constantly, yearly or or or, 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 or bi yearly or maybe eighteen month wise as a season. And football is going backwards. This and you're su- telling me football is going backwards. Well, do you I know, have no idea. It, I mean, when, I, I, when I heard was, this. You see, I brought up. I heard that this was being what? discussed. It was. Why it was, would you? And you know what's it funny? It was caught in, in the smoke. It was you know supposed to be when we were talking about the Super League. The UEFA very quietly released a statement basically saying, oh, by the way, we've done something that is very similar to the Super League. But because everyone was in the uproar about the Super League, no one really listened to it. But from yeah, 2024, there's me. a league. Um, I'm, I'm, there are spots for, for more privileged teams or teams that do bigger numbers that maybe don't qualify. There's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot oh, happening. Man, this is, this is ruining sports day by day. How do they do this? Money. You know what's funny? That's how. When I was a kid, and we used to talk about Serie A, right? And uh, and uh, um and the Serie A is you know basically like the Premiership, like anything else. You know, yeah. you have your, you you go by a point system. You yeah. Know? And uh, 
Americans would be talking about, you know, they have playoffs in, the, in their in their in their sports. They have all playoffs. You know, they they're yeah. not capable of watching. And Italians, we used to make fun of Americans. We used to be like, they don't have the brain capacity to follow a league with no elimination yes. games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, it's it's too complicated for them. You know, it, it was a, a way we'd be we'd be teasing as Italians to uh, yeah. to Americans in their sports. Yeah. You know, and. Instead, the American way just went to everybody else. Instead of the, yeah. the, everybody else influencing the, that style, the simple-mindedness went to everybody else. This is crazy, yeah. bro. And I'm sitting here trying to bring the football away to, to boxing. Meantime, they're going to eliminate it even in football. I just think leagues are the most honest thing. Like, it's just- Yeah, because you, you have a consistency. There has to be, you have to be a consistent champion. You can't That's just it. have a nice night. You have to yeah. consistently show your championship medal. It's true. Ah, man. Anyway, look, we're going to find a way to get to the end of this. Boxing uh, is far from a perfect sport, but its its flaws are beautiful. But these flaws are beginning to get uglier. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm falling out of love with the sport every time I get bad news. Every time there's a robbery. Every time. Uh, but do you know what? I'm like one of those those boyfriends that keeps going back to their missus that does them wrong. I'm just, I'm still, I'm going to be here every how, time boxing calls me. It's just how it is. That's it. That's it's it. Terrible. I'm still going to be here, guys, but because I'm upset. Then, because then they have a, a wonderful night, a wonderful night with a fight that just amazes you. You have yep. that wonderful night with your missus and who does you wrong and it's just, she's amazing and everything's That's it. just perfect and then you're sucked <laughs> back in. And this is, and this is what we get with, we get, every once in a while we get that amazing fight and it just sucks yep. us right back in and when we can't, and we're back to square one with this boxing, uh, distorted relationship we have with boxing. That's it. That's it. It's toxic. Toxic. Uh, <laughs> toxic. All right. <laughs> It's a toxic relationship, boxing and I, and boxing and everyone, to be fair. Um, also, this week, we have Crawford versus Porter ordered by the WBO. Um, do you think Bud takes a fight? Do you think it happens? Can it happen? Apparently, it's meant to be one of the, the easier fights to make. Yeah, I mean, why not? They, they need to make it. You know, I, I, I think uh, there's not a lot of options for either guy, really, when you think about yeah. it, right? I mean, where's the other guy going? And that's not to say the other guy obviously isn't a, a guy people want to watch. It's just right now, I think that fight just makes a lot of sense for both guys. You know, yeah. I, I, it, it, well done by the WBO to, to mandate it, but hopefully they get it together and, and they do make this fight. Because I think it makes sense for both guys. And I think uh, the fans are also going to want to see it. We know Crawford is one of those fighters that he's good at pretty much everything. He can go southpaw, he can go orthodox, he can punch, he can box, he's long range, he's good, he's good inside. And but, uh-huh. and there is a but, Porter, I have not seen anybody beat him convinced. I've never just seen anyone enjoy a night with him. Yeah. You what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, just, it's horrible, it's horrible. Yes, yeah. So, and this is kind of the, the kind of opponent who's, yeah, and, and Crawford has beaten good fighters. I mean, I'm not going to say kill his level of opposition, you know. Uh, some people obviously say that, and he hasn't had the, the PBC level of opposition, but nonetheless, he's, he's, a, he's a top, top level fighter. Yeah. But this is the first really opponent that I can think of. We're still at a dangerous age because, mm-hmm. you know, I think Brooke and Khan were kind of past it already. Um, who's still at a dangerous age. And has been tested, he had his metal tested, and it's been at the top, you know. And, and we yeah. know what he does against other top fighters. Some yeah. of these other guys, 
we knew what they did against other top fighters, but they were kind of already shot when they fought Crawford. Yep. And then some of these other guys, we just they just had reputations, but really weren't battle tested. You know, like Kavaliuskis, yep. you know, who was had a reputation as an Eastern European, Lithuanian, but really we didn't know a lot about him. You know, he hadn't he didn't have we hadn't seen him again in big big fights. Yeah, Porter is the kind of guy who is not shot. Well, at least I don't think he is. You know, um, and uh, and he's we've seen how he does against really top top level opposition. Mm-hmm. So. So it's a it's a it's a fight where we get a lot of answers about Crawford as well. I mean, Try we already have a lot of answers about Crawford, but this one really gives them more answers. Can you explain it though? As in, we we know that styles make fights. A lot of people will just hear that saying, don't necessarily understand what it means. But Porter style seems to be wrong for everyone. Yeah. The, yeah. What like stylistically, what does this fight look like to you? Um, I think Porter just runs at you like a rugby player. That's that's what I found when I fought him. You know, he basically just charges at you, and once he charges at you, that's it. I mean, you're yeah. you, you can't body him off you because he's strong, he's big. Yeah. I mean, at least if you're a guy who's come up from small weight classes, and Crawford yeah. has done that as well. One thing that does give me some give me some faith in Crawford though is uh, Jeff Horn was also that kind of guy. You know, yeah. he was also a body type of guy, physically bodying you type of guy, and uh, would kind of offset you and frustrate you, and then. In that midst of that frustration, he'd be hitting you as well and throw you off. He did it to Pacquiao, and uh, uh, Crawford really handled that very well and dominated yeah. that fight. So that, that's the one thing. If I can take take one fight of Crawford's and say, you know what, why it gives me confidence that he would handle Porter, it's the Jeff Horn fight. But I do yeah. think uh, Porter is better than Jeff Horn. But yeah. it, the Jeff Horn is still. A, a a variation of Porter, you know, a, a lesser. He's maybe he's yeah. Porter light, but just a yes. little bit light, not that much. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Uh, there's not any huge fights happening this weekend, so guys, go and enjoy the Olympics, do all of that. As always, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next week.